Welcome to the Moral World Report, the end of the week podcast with Victor J. Morrow. Freepressarc.net.com, realmorrow.net.com. DHS predicts heightened extremism heading into the midterms. Now, what have I been saying? What have I been saying? They're now saying what I've been saying, but they're saying the quiet part out loud here. Washington AP. A looming Supreme Court decision on abortion and increase of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border and the midterm elections are potential triggers for extremist violence over the next six months. That's what the Department of Homeland Security said Tuesday. All right. So here we go. They just gave you the outliers, right? Highlighted right here. Abortion, U.S.-Mexico border, and the midterm elections. So what I was saying before is now coming to pass. Um, I was saying that maybe uh, they may try the uh, race bait thing. You know, they might try to start a, some, you know, get some racial tension going. But I kind of felt like that was a little bit played out because um, they're losing, the, the deep state is losing support on the Democratic side from minorities. So what's happening, I think that they're running with this uh, Supreme Court decision on abortion, U.S.-Mexico border, and midterm elections. So what's going to be interesting is to see how are they going to how are they going to spin this? Um, how are they going to blame this on right-wing extremism, right? Are they going to have some agent provocateurs out there doing some kind of firebombing? Speaking of which, um, if you haven't heard, there was a, a um, situation in, uh, where was it, in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, at a anti-abortion, or you can call it a pro-life center. It's called Compass Care. And apparently, um, according to uh, individuals close to the situation, they, it looks like this group called James Revenge um, which is a pro-abortion hate group, extremist group, may have been responsible for the for the firebombing of this um, anti-abortion center. So here we are. It's just June, and I've been saying that once August get here, once we get to August, excuse me, once we get to August, it's going to be extremely nasty. So. I hate to admit it, but everything that I've been saying is coming to pass. Everything is, is happening in real time. So AP, uh, here we go, PBS.org, 
says uh, the U.S. was in a heightened threat environment already, and these factors may worsen the situation. DHS said in the latest National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin, it says in the coming months, this is a quote, in the coming months we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. That's what the DHS said. So they're already mapping out, like I said before, this is what they do. They game plan, they strategize, they look and see what benefits them the best. They roll out their cards, and whichever card works the best or or, or appears to be the card that will work out the best for them, that's the card that they play. And they are not they are not going to allow this 2022 midterms to go down without a bang. And I mean that quite literally. They are not going to let it happen. Um, so I know people love to say Patriots are in control and I, I you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, I don't get into all of that. Um, you know, the old saying goes, fool me once, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. All right. Or as George W. Bush would say, fool me once, can't be fooled again. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, that guy was a character. Uh, so anyway, um. They are sounding the alarm because they are planning their uh, their war game strategy here. And what they're doing is they're prepping the minds of the normies. The people like me and you, we, we see this and we go, oh, yeah, they're getting ready to pull a false flag. But the normies, the normies are still stuck on stupid. They don't understand. Um. Let me get back to this article from PBS.org. It says, it's the latest attempt by Homeland Security to draw attention to the threat posed by domestic violent extremism, a shift from alerts about international terrorism that were a hallmark of the agency following its creation after the wake of the September 11, 2001 attacks. It says, indeed, the threats from overseas rate only passing mentions In this bulletin, it notes that Al-Qaeda supporters celebrated the January standoff at a synagogue in Coleyville, Texas. And it mentions that uh, the Islamic State group called on supporters to carry out attacks in the United States to avenge the killings of the group's leader and spokesman. Says DHS also warns that China, Russia, Iran, and other nations seek to foment divisions within the U.S. to weaken the country and its standing in the world. In part, they do this by amplifying conspiracy theories. So here we go. They're going to call you a Russian agent, and I've been saying that. That's the one. That's the big one. That's going to be the big one. That's going to be their excuse to just shut down all of these platforms. At some point, even the bit shoots and the rumbles and everything else, um, they're going to blame Russia, and they're going to try to silence everyone. Um, 
But anyway, they said that these nations are amplifying conspiracy theories and false reports that um, proliferate in American society. Yeah, because mainstream media doesn't do that. You know, there's no false reporting coming from mainstream media. Get the hell out of here. All right. Anyway, we all know that um, the elites, the powers that be, they usually have their misinformation agents out there reporting false information just so that they could point to people like you and me and say that these people are putting out conspiracy theories and disinformation. That's what they do. That's the game that they play. So be careful who you follow. You know, be careful who you listen to. Um, you listen to someone that's just telling you that everything is all good. Be careful. Be wary. Um, but, you know... <laughs> You never know what's going on anymore, man. Uh, let me get back to this article. It says domestic violent extremists, however, present the most pressing and, poten- and potentially violent threat, the agency said. Domestic violent extremists. That's all they really care about. That's what the whole war on terrorism thing was about back in 2001. It was to bring that same force back here to the United States of America. All right. That's all it was. It wasn't it wasn't to take down Al Qaeda. No, it was to it was to bring, you know, to install the Patriots Act and then bring that force, that that force level here to the United States of America. All right. That's what this whole gun grab thing is really all about. Um it says here the bulletin. Hold on, let me see. Let me make sure I get here. Domestic violent extremists, however, present the most pressing and potentially violent threat. The agency said, citing, for example, the racist attack in which a white gunman killed 10 um, black people at a Buffalo, New York supermarket in May. So there goes your um, there goes your racial crime. Um, so they, they're crossing, they, they're basically um, dotting all lies and crossing all T's here. Um, it says the bulletin, which is scheduled to expire November the 30th, said calls for violence by domestic extremists directed at Democratic institutions, candidates, and election workers will likely increase through the fall. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are they talking? Wait, when they say Democratic, they're not talking about. Are they talking about the party? Candidates? That's what they're saying? It says the bulletin that the DHS puts out uh, says, which is scheduled to expire November the 30th, said calls for violence by domestic extremists directed at Democratic institutions, candidates, and election workers will likely increase through the fall. Wow, these people are really laying this thing out. I hate, I hate it when I'm right. They are really laying this thing out. So they're already, they're already uh, setting the stage for some kind of false flag. Uh what was it? What was this this bitch over in um 
in Michigan. I forget, was it the governor, Whitner? I, I forgot. So much shit went down back in um, 2020. The little, the little fake kidnapping. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The fake kidnapping. Damn it. I've forgotten so much. So much shit has happened. Uh, was it Whitner? Whitner? Whitmer, whatever the hell her name is, they had the FBI kidnapper and they blamed it on right wing extremists. You know? And dum dum dums fell for it. Uh, there were so many false flags in 2020, I can't keep up with all of them. You know, it's, it's, it makes your brain hurt. Uh, but this is what they're they're rolling out for 2022. They're treating this like this is the presidential election. That that's something that I think is going over a lot of people's heads when when they keep saying the 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 um, red wave is coming that the Dems are going to get destroyed and I'm like, bro, they're desperate. They're not looking at this like this is just the regular midterms. This isn't 2018. This isn't 20. What would it be? Uh, 2014. Right, this isn't that. <laughs> this isn't that. They're treating this like this is an election year, and they have all hands on deck, and they're going to throw everything at it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, they, it may, it may be a big nothing burger. You know, it might go up in flames. Who knows? It may, it may just be nothing at all. They may try and fail. Because um, even with their false flags right now, people are pissed off about gas prices. You start hitting people in their wallet, you you start you start uh, raising their ga- gas. Is is out of all the things, it's amazing. Out of all the things that people should have been pissed off about, mandatory um, man uh, pop shot mandates. I don't want to say the word. But the pop shot mandates um, and everything else, you know, forced lockdowns and forcing masks on your kids and everything else that people should have been pissed off about. The one thing that has finally got the, the, the normies to go, I don't like this shit no more, is gas prices. <laughs> They're not even that pissed off about the the food oh excuse me the um the uh, baby formula shortage or even the the fire bombings and the yeah the explosions at these food plants they're not even mad about that they're not mad to find out that the the so called virus leaked from Wuhan that that they don't care about that what's getting them is gas prices. And the fact that it keeps going up. So it's like, oh, shit, this isn't funny anymore. You know, because it was funny for them. You know, everything was funny for them. We're like, hey, we have proof that the so-called virus came from Wuhan. Like, whether you believe in it or not, is, you know, that's up to you. But even with that, you say, hey, we have proof that it came from the from the lab. They're like, oh, well, we don't care. Vote blue no matter who. Okay, well, all of these racial attacks, a lot of them were false flags. We don't care. Vote blue no matter who. Well, they stole the election. We have evidence of it. I don't care. Vote blue no matter who. <laughs> the president 
of the United States, Joe Biden is a is is compromised, and his son's a crackhead, and they and and foreign governments have dirt on him. He's blackmailed. I don't care. Vote blue, no matter who. Gas prices go up. Oh, they're like, oh shit. <laughs> we got to do something about this. I might vote Republican. Yeah, that's 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 the normies for you. You you have to come down to their level. So if there was a white hat operation, and I don't know, I'm not the expert on it, not trying to be. I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, I'm just kind of looking at the into the future and seeing what the deep states, what the deep states game plan is. <clears throat> okay, and I can make an argument for either way that that um you know I see certain things that could point towards uh some kind of white hat operation and I'm I'm looking at things and I'm going nah it looks like these assholes are still in control so I'm staying down the middle as I always do even with uh politics and news and everything else people get mad but I don't give a shit um I keep it straight down the middle I never allow myself to get attached to anything all right <clears throat> so Uh, so they're basically saying that there's going to be copycat groups. Matter of fact, let me make sure I get this. Um, it says the bulletin, which scheduled to expire November the 30th, said calls for violence by domestic extremists directed at de- democratic institutions, candidates, and election workers will increase, will likely increase uh, through the fall. It said the people in online forums have praised mass shooting at the elementary school in Evaldi, uh, in Evaldi, Texas, and encouraged copycat attacks. So they are basically telling you right there where they're going to move. They have laid it all out, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. If nothing else, they've told you. So, these, um, <clears throat> all of these mass shootings that we saw in, what was it, the end of April, beginning of May, right? Because it was like back to back to back to back. And then there was some more. You had that crazy guy that went and killed that, that shot up the hospital. All of this is a precursor for... September, October, when they really turn shit up. They need to turn this shit up. All right? Um, The pandemic failed. Russia, Ukraine failed. They need to grab the attention of the normies. They got to scare the shit out of them. They're trying their best, man. They are trying their best. Says, this is a quote here from the assistant secretary at the Department of Homeland Security. It says, quote, the alert highlights the fact that society is becoming more violent every single day, said Brian Harrell, 
a former, excuse me, this is a former assistant secretary at DHS, says, would-be criminals and domestic terrorists will always use the path at least, excuse me, of least resistance, and oftentimes soft targets and crowded places are picked for this violence. You need to listen to what these people are saying because they are laying this thing out. They're telling you exactly where they're going next with this. I believe it was Maya Angelou that said, once somebody shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. George W. Bush, once you've been fooled, you can't be fooled again. All right? So you have to know that this is coming and be prepared for it. I also predict that there could be a possible blackout. Get your heart, <laughs> mind prepared for it because it is more than likely coming. It is June. All you have is July. And I'm telling you, once August hit, shit is going to hit the fan. By the time we get to September, it's going to be ugly as hell. Next story, I uh, don't know how true this is. Uh, came from, I first heard it from our Frugal News. Uh, English. net. I'm probably butchering that. Um, but anyway, it says Ukrainian troops burn wheat and grains as they leave Maripol. Okay. Ukrainian troops burn wheat and grains as they leave Maripol. Uh, despite the looming danger of global food shortage, Ukrainian troops set fire to tons of grain and storage facilities in Maripol, hoping to impact food security at Donetsk, uh, People's Republic. Yan Gagan, the advisor to the chairman of the Donetsk, I don't know how to say this, D-O-N-E-T-S-K, People's Republic, said there is a large amount of grain on the territory of the Maripol port. This is both corn and wheat. Again, I'm not you know, I can't verify this. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not hearing any uh I don't I don't I don't see any major publications at all speaking on this, so I don't I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, getting back to the article, it says judging by the smell and appearance, it is unsuitable for further use. And this is due to the fact that the enemy retreating from the port set fire to the granaries so that this grain would not go to the Donetsk People's Republic um, so that it would be impossible to use it anyway. So they're saying that uh, they're setting fire to the, to the grain, wheat, and corn. All right. It says, according to Sputnik firefighters, um, it says, according to Sputnik, firefighters have been trying to contain the fire for the for several days within the Maripool grain storage facility, which could contain up to 
57,000 tons of grain, thus spoiling all grains and leaving them unfit even for cattle consumption. Recently, wheat and grain exports have been have become a global concern as many countries have either banned exports or limited and taxed wheat exports due to national and global food security threats. According to the International Monetary Fund, IMF, slower growth and faster inflation threaten the global economy amid the conflict in Ukraine. It says the conflict this is a quote. The conflict, the conflict is a major blow to the global economy that will hurt growth and raise prices. Um, an article was written by Alfred Kammer, uh, Jihad Azor, Bebi Emeril, Emeril, Celesi. So anyway, um, says while countries like Egypt, Lebanon, and Turkey all threatened by wheat prices and limitations of exports. Ukrainian troops have chosen to burn food instead of allowing the DPR to consume and export grains, export the grains. This further plays a role in the climate crisis tragedy <laughs> as it increases carbon emissions and counters all efforts for sustainable consumption of natural resources across the globe. Uh, yeah, so they're saying, um, according to Sputnik, firefighters have been trying to contain the fire for several days. I have not seen any major publications speaking on this. Very interesting. I haven't heard any news reports anywhere. Um, first saw it on Marfugal News YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure you guys have seen his channel before, at least. Most of you probably keep up with him. But, um, I just said, why, why am I not hearing this from anyone at all? Not even from so-called conspiracy channels. No one is talking about this at all. You know, that's very interesting. Um, so this is, um, this could be something that's very uh, key down the road. We'll see. You know, there's something to keep your eyes on. Um, I don't know, maybe something to pop up later. You know, sometimes the, sometimes the uh, major publications don't pick up on a story until later on because the conspiracy theorists, are the first to jump on it. So we'll see. Just something to keep your eyes on because it could come into play later on. This next story is coming from Russia Today. It says gas prices force U.S. cops to ration call-outs. It's coming from the media. It says surging gas prices are forcing some U.S. police departments to look for more fuel-efficient ways to respond to calls. Now, you know this country is in big trouble. You already have police staff shortages in major cities. I believe Chicago is one of them. I believe New York is one of them. 
Philadelphia has actually been complaining about that with the whole defund the police thing that went down uh, via these Marxists. So anyway, back to this article. Surging gas prices around the U.S. are beginning to put a strain on police departments as they try to cut down on fuel consumption. One Michigan police force has already asked its officers to handle whatever calls are acceptable by phone. This is going to get absolutely bonkers. Okay. It's already been reported that um, some police officers aren't even responding to calls of rape. Okay, that's something that's floating around. Um, Word of mouth, you know, not necessarily in the media, but word of mouth. I'm hearing these stories, okay? Um, We are heading towards, we are are heading towards the purge, (laughs) A purge-like scenario. Um, It says the American Automobile Association has reported that Michigan had seen one of the highest average weekly gas prices, excuse me, gas price surges in the country. Prices were previously uh, climbing weekly, but are now increasing on a daily basis. On Tuesday, a gallon of regular fuel costs um, $5.21 is up from $5.17 the day before. A week ago, it was $4.70 a gallon. Last year, gas prices were $3.01 a gallon, marking an astonishing 73% increase. Gas prices were already putting a strain on U.S. drivers, who have increasingly um, been left stuck on motorways with empty tanks as they try to test the limits of their fuel gauges, according to the AAA. But now the issue is beginning to severely affect police departments and other agencies. Um, According to Michigan County Administrator Nicole Frost, who spoke with the Detroit Free Press, the local sheriff's um, office had already spent 96% of its fuel budget with three and a half months still to go until the end of the fiscal year. Um, so it now, t- man, this is, this is, oh boy. You know, at what point, man? You know, I hear people talking about uh, Patriots in control. At some point, they're gonna <laughs> gonna have to do something. But I'm, you know, whatever. I'm just reporting the news. You know, that's all I am. I'm a news guy. Um, it says Michigan Isabella County Sheriff Michael Maine told the outlet that he was instructed. He has instructed his deputies to manage whatever calls they can over the phone. This include non-in-progress calls, non-life-threatening calls, and calls that do not require evidence, collection, or documentation. So, 
how long is that going to last? How long? How long is that going to last? How long is it, is it going to be until it turns into a point where even emergencies, certain emergencies, will not be deemed as emergencies? Have you ever seen this in the United States of America? Yeah. It, this is, I'm telling you, th- this is getting out of control. We are heading towards a purge-like situation. And what's going to happen, you're going to have situations where someone's going to be in danger. They're going to call the police department and the police department will say, hey, you know, what's going on? Yada, yada, yada. How bad is it? Are they really threatening you? You know, is, are, do you really feel in danger or is it just, you know, talk, small talk? And by the time they respond or, or even if they do respond, the person can be dead, you know, because they're going to be considering whether the trip is worth the gas. I'm just, you know, pointing this out. Um, it says... Um, it says he added that officers will continue to provide patrols to all areas of the county and will still respond to calls that need to be managed in person. Quote, any call that is in progress with active suspects will, will involve a response by the deputies. Um, Maine was quoted as saying, I want to ensure the community that the safe, that safety is our primary goal, and we will continue to respond to those types of calls. All right. So there we go. That's from RT, um, RT.com, Russia Today News. And this country is in a free fall heading towards, heading towards a purge-like situation, and you're going to have BLM... Antifa, um, all kinds of riots and craziness going on, and then add that to police not wanting to respond, police being afraid to respond uh, due to, um, you know, what could happen to them. They could lose their jobs. Remember, remember how they were trying to push that? You need to get a therapist. <laughs> police shouldn't use force. We are heading towards a purge-like scenario, especially with the midterms coming up. Hate to keep beating a dead horse, but I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say about it. This this is very, um, very likely at this point. Okay? Just be mindful. So here we go. The show is on the road. Uh, Buffalo. BuffaloNews.com reports political violence blamed an arson at an anti-abortion group center. I believe this is in Amherst. So, um, yeah, it says a center in Eggertonville, Eggertonville, operated by an anti-abortion group was firebombed early Tuesday. 
in an apparent act of political violence. Uh, that's what officials with the organization said. So here we go. Um, I guess this is a, this is going to be their play going into the midterms. Um, anti-abortion, uh, fire bombings, and all kinds of terrorist threats, and yeah, it's going to get really nasty, really ugly. And um, we can see the play. We can see the play a mile away. Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I guess the the um, race the race baiting thing has kind of played out. I'm pretty sure they're going to play that also. They're probably going to throw everything at this uh, 2022 uh, midterm election. All right, but it says here. And um, this is a, okay, here we go. It says, Compass Care said graffiti scrawled on the building ties the attack to the abortion terrorist group, Jane's Revenge. Okay, it's called Jane's Revenge. It says, uh, Jane was here, was written on the side of the building at, 1230 Eggert Road off Main Street where several windows were shattered and offices were extensively damaged by flames and smoke. Jane's revenge claimed to be behind a fire set last month at an anti-abortion office in um, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, but the group has not formally claimed credit for this latest apparent arson. Um, this is a quote here. It says, this is the face of abortion, Compass Care CEO Jim Harden said at an early afternoon news conference, gesturing at the vandalism behind him. It says, uh, quote, they're revealing uh they're revealing it to us right now. We're all about life. We want to save every single human life we possibly can, and they're looking to destroy our abil- our ability to do that, but they did not succeed um so yeah, here we go um we know that. The deep state is desperate. They know they're going to lose the midterms. They got to cheat. They got to bring about another virus. They have to firebomb. They're going to firebomb uh, pro-life centers. And uh, this is, they're getting, they're getting this thing started early. Um, Remember in 2020, it was, what was it, around June? when the George Floyd protests popped off. But they really had their ducks in a row back then because Trump was in office. Um, you had a... They had the race-baiting thing intact. You had the mass. We were in the middle of the damn pandemic. People were still clueless. And it was the vote blue no matter who. 
mentality. The problem that they have now is they can't, they're kind of stuck in a way. And I was thinking about this the other day. They want to create violence, but the problem is they they want violence and chaos, but the problem is Biden is in office. So if you have all of this violence and chaos, you know, the average person, you know, average American citizen is pretty stupid anyway, right? They're brain dead dumb. They just want to be entertained. So they don't have the ability to think that it's not the president's fault. See, everything is the president's fault in America, right? No matter what it, you know, no matter what people don't, people in America don't think about local elections and different issues and how they don't think about action, reaction, consequences. They don't think like that. They think president solve issues. That's it. You, we, we vote for you. You solve whatever problem we have. So being that they know that they've dumbed down the average American citizen because they're the ones that did it, they're, caught a, they're sort of stuck in a in a bind where they cannot have but so much chaos like 2020 style because then it's going to fall on Biden. And it's going to fall on the Democrats because people are going to say, look, you're in control. You control everything. So why is it that we're still dealing with these uh, issues? So anyway, um, but not, nonetheless, they are desperate and they're getting it started early. It's June. I believe it was June in 2020 when we had the Floyd, um, the George Floyd protests. And we can see the strategy a mile away. Uh, get ready. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get nasty. And someone was saying, I forget who it was, and I have to agree. I think at this point they've reached, they've, they've reached, they've reached a point where it's all of, all or nothing, right? They have to, I expect the blackout. I expect some kind of crazy blackout, especially around October. I cannot see these people allowing this, <laughs> allowing the midterms to come in fair and square. I just can't see it. So fire bombings, uh, I can almost expect that to ramp up because it just makes perfect sense. So CNN is in a state of desperation. Uh, it's been reported by The Hill, the rising uh, show from The Hill, that Tucker Carlson's reruns are getting more viewers than <laughs> Don Lemon and probably others. You can check that out on YouTube, but I just thought that that was hilarious. Tucker Carlson is getting more viewers with his reruns than Don Lemon is getting in his, I guess, his primetime spot. That's how bad, that's how low they have sunk. And uh, there's no wonder that the new boss... <laughs> 
CNN, which this guy Chris liked, is uh, looking to clean house. This is coming from the New York Post. It says Brian Stelter and Jim Acosta could be too liberal for CNN. It says CNN's new boss, Chris Light, is uh, monitoring anchors to ensure their tone follows the network's plan to become less partisan and personalities such as Brian, uh, Brian Stelter and Jim Acosta could be forced out, according to a report. Light is, uh, says Light, who is leading a push toward more fact-driven coverage, is said to be reviewing whether particular anchors and CNN shows can adhere to the shift. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, you might as well just fire those dudes now. Says anchors who are unable to adjust to a less partisan tone and strategy could be removed from their posts. That's what an Axios that's what Axios reported, citing three sources familiar to the matter. Says the report did not mention whether any specific specific CNN anchors were under particular scrutiny, though it did not excuse me, it did note that Acosta and Stelter were among the personalities whose left-leaning viewpoints have drawn the ire of conservatives. Look, it's too little, too late. They're done. They have become a laughing stock. Everyone knows that they're nothing but um, CIA. Um, it says Acosta and Stelter engaged in frequent criticism of clashes with Republicans during former President Trump's time in office. Light reported, reportedly wants um, CNN's on-air personalities to focus on conducting straightforward interviews and for producers to avoid noise in the background decisions. CNN boss is also um, purportedly seeking to ensure that personality-driven personality driven shows that air on um, the primetime block are damaging the network's new ethos. A CNN spokesperson did not immediately return a request for comment. Um, so that's it, man. They are done. Done, done. And they're not going to get their credibility back. They can't get their credibility back. It's over, man. Um, I don't think anyone will ever trust them Ever again. No, I could be wrong. People are pretty stupid. I, I, I've said that. I say that constantly. There are a lot of really stupid people, right? On both sides, to be fair. But the, the left is a different kind of stupid. It's, it's a different kind of stupid. Um, Mentally deranged kind of stupid. Like, I'm going to give up my freedom to protect the environment, kind of stupid. All right? You have to you have to be a special kind of idiot, you know, to, to sign up for that. But even they, because <clears throat> I said before, even they are getting to the point where they're like, yeah, I like, Beating up on conservatives, but my my gas tank, dude. 
You know what I'm saying? It's all about the gas. It's all about the gas. They are losing not just credibility, but they're they're losing in every way possible because they have nothing left except older people. Like people in their 60s, 70s, that watch it because they still trust mainstream media. That's all they have left. So what are they going to do when those people die off? What is the future of CNN? They they would have to completely clean house and do straight forward. And it would take years to build that trust back up. And even then, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't believe it'll be built back up again. Ever. Just my opinion. Because we're living in a, in a time now where you have alternative media, independent media, and it's more popular. You get straight to the truth. You get a straight opinion. Um, and even if, even if that person's opinion is, is left-leaning or right-leaning, because you've got to remember, they're not just competing with Fox News. They're also competing with alternative media, even progressive alternative media. Like, what's this idiot um, with the big YouTube channel? Damn, can't think of his name. David Pakman. Yeah, that moron. That little shield. They're competing with people like that as well. <laughs> All right. They cannot be called the most trusted name in news and just constantly report fake news on a daily basis. It's a laughing stock. It's a joke. The fact that Tucker Carlson's reruns is drawing more viewers than their primetime slots. If Trump didn't do anything else, regardless of how you feel about him, if he didn't do anything else, that's the one thing I can point to and say, he changed public perception of mainstream media. I always knew it was bullshit, but damn. These people have no shame, man, and they will lie right to your face. And not even, they're not even ashamed of it. They don't come back and say, hey, you know, because if I make a mistake, I'll come back. You know, if I remember it, I'll come back and address it. These people have no damn shame. And um, they've been exposed as being nothing but CIA uh a lot of them are uh, CIA or failed actors. And it's obvious to a lot of people now. And so I just, I don't believe they will ever get their um, credibility. No one will ever trust them. People will not trust them ever again. I think that's done. I think they're as dead as MySpace. <laughs> 